Welcome to Your Security, a podcast on walking victimless in today's world. I'm Gabriel Grimes. In this podcast, I discuss how to stay alert and situationally aware no matter where you are or where you go. Good afternoon. It's April 2nd. This is episode 39, and it is day 17 of the COVID response. Day 17. Okay, one day less and quite a few more. (laughs) What are you guys doing this fine day? I have to say that I was looking online at the CDC and what they're talking about with the COVID virus, and I have to say I'm a little shocked. You know, I'm going to take a copy of this link, and I'm going to put it in the description below so you can watch it or check it out on your own. So on this page, it says, Stop the spread of rumors. Know the facts about coronavirus disease 2019. So um, it says, Fact number one, diseases can make anyone sick regardless of their race or ethnicity and i think i have to say i'd like to speak on behalf of just about everybody 98 percent of the people we already know this thanks it it we know that the virus came from china it doesn't come because you're chinese but it's kind of stupid uh because you know in january when this was really starting to to come out and people were trying to pay attention to this virus that was coming out of China, uh, Italy decided to make a big deal about this and be nice to people from China. And so what did they do? They encouraged other Italians to go out and hug uh, Chinese people in their in their city. People went out and videotaped themselves hugging Chinese people. And I'm not going to, again, I'm not saying that it comes from China, from Chinese people. I am saying that if you come from an area that has um, an outbreak, you probably shouldn't be hugging them, right? So similar to like New York. We have people coming out of New York. We don't think that these are, it's a New York virus, but anyone that comes from New York, you're not going to go and hug them, right? Well, (laughs) same thing happened in in, uh, Italy. Uh, all these Chinese people were there, and Italians were encouraged to go out and hug them. And so, well, guess what? There was a massive increase in infected people. Crazy, right? Yeah, we know that CDC, it doesn't come from a race. But if you come from a certain area, let's try to avoid contact. How's that? Idiots. Idiots, I'm telling you what. Idiots in that. We're focusing on social mores we're trying to be socially acceptable and we're not making paying attention to science and i have to say that is that is unbelievably naive you know as a as a security professional same thing happens with me you know i'm talking about security i'm talking about this is how you need to protect your company this is how you must protect your family <clears throat> and many times i hear the pushback from the security prof- uh the ceo and the uh, and the uh, the executive saying, oh, but that would mean that these people would feel isolated or these people would feel targeted. And it really isn't about a certain person or people. But if someone fits within a certain activity profile, then that's the kind of person we want to avoid, period. Okay, let's not think about this as hurting people's feelings. It's about being safe. And if you fit a profile, and yes, I did say profile. Profile is not a bad word. If it fits a profile, let's stay away from it. All right, moving on. Fact two. 
For most people, the immediate risk of becoming seriously ill from the virus that causes COVID-19 is thought to be low. So this is true. <clears throat> immediate risk of someone becoming seriously ill is low. That's a fact. That's number two is most people, it's going to be low. And yet we have a current response in the world that is ridiculously um, overblown in my mind. I mean, <clears throat> again, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, and he was saying, "Well, you know, we should we should always we should always act on the the side of caution." And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think we should use common sense as well. <clears throat> and what we're seeing here is not common sense, not not really not common sense. We are we are closing down the economy of the world. We are closing down the economy of the United States. Um, we're hearing from China that they're over it, which I don't know if I believe that or not. A lot of interesting and strange news is coming out of China. But the point is, it's the world is, is reacting in a very, very strong fashion toward this, which I believe is overly done. And I think it's done because people are afraid. But then again, like I mentioned in the last episode, you know, when people get to this point where they are overly concerned about something, we as security professionals must understand that this is a reality for them. And because it is a reality for them, we must respect their fear. If we don't, <clears throat> we risk the the possibility of people in our circles, <coughs> our circles of influence, to not pay attention to us at all because they are so afraid, so concerned about the situation that they would rather believe whatever it is that they want to believe and not believe us at all. And so individuals like like you and I of security professionals will be placed in a situation of, uh, well, we'll be put in the back burner so we, we're not listened to. And then people without the knowledge, without the experience, will start running things and then <clears throat> it will all go, you and horribly worse. So when you see <clears throat> these uh, governors putting people in lockdown or putting their, their state in lockdown, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing people responding or governors responding in such a way as to try to stay in front of it, try and stay in front of the situation and the fear that many, many people are having. But in any case, I, I, I digress. The world is seeing this and feeling this fear. <coughs> Excuse me, that was... <laughs> A cough because I am exercising again. And I'm telling you what, when you start exercising again after not exercising a lot, your your lungs get get uh taxed a little bit. This is not COVID. It is exercising. <laughs> so uh fact number three, someone who has completed quarantine or has been released from isolation does not pose a risk of infection to other people. This is named as a fact, fact three. But this is, a, again, a misnomer. It's not tr completely true. So let's just say someone who has completed quarantine. Now, people who come from uh, China, they're placed in quarantine. You cannot come into the United States unless you go through quarantine. If you get off of a cruise ship that has had coronavirus uh, detected on the cruise ship, you go into quarantine. It does not mean the person has gone through, has received the virus, and has overcome. In other words, he's recovered from the virus. It just means they've gone through quarantine, period. That means quarantine means you can't touch people, you can't be around people, you're, you're isolated. Uh, so let's just say Joe Blow, 
who's never had the virus gets into quarantine because he has to come back to his house in the United States, stays in quarantine for 14 days, and now he's in the United States, it doesn't mean that he can't get the virus here in the States and then pass it on. So shame on you, CDC, for not being clear, because fact three is not true. It should read, someone who has recovered from COVID-19 or the Wuhan flu, they don't pose a risk of infection to other people. That's what it should be said. And I'm sure it's probably also, um, this fact is probably put there because of, again, the socially, the, the mental midgets in the world who think that if you've come from a certain area <clears throat> and if they have gone through a quarantine, that, um, that the person may just because they came from an area, even though they've gone through quarantine, okay, so they've gone to an area, they've gone through quarantine, that they're still infectious or they somehow have the disease. So that that fact, let me, let me pull back, that fact should be clarified a little bit. One, people who have come through, come from high-risk areas and have been through quarantine and passed through that inspection, then fact three exists. They don't pose a risk of infection. And they should also say, fact three, B, anyone who has had COVID cannot uh, and has recovered from it, they can no longer um, pose an infection. At least that's what I've heard on uh, the news, CDC, the HWO. Uh, Again, this is so funny. We, We talk about this. We say facts, facts, facts. And then on the other end, we also hear from the news, but this is a novel virus. Novel not meaning that it's cool, not meaning that it's something we read about, but novel and that it's new. And uh, they say, well, we just, it's a novel virus. And so because it's new, we don't know everything. That's how they, I'm not saying it's not a novel virus. It is a novel virus, but anytime something new comes out, they, they protect themselves with, well, we just didn't know that because it's new. I don't know, guys. We have to keep our eyes aware. We have to be alert and we have to be aware. We have to have a plan. Even this, aware, alert, and have a plan. So fact number four, there are simple things you can do to help yourself and others stay healthy. Of course, wash your hands for 30 seconds. And I have seen online some really funny, <clears throat> innovative ways of, of doing that 20-minute wash. <clears throat> Singing different songs. Uh, humming different uh, tunes. This is really pretty cool. And then it says here, especially after blowing your nose, coughing or sneezing, going to the bathroom before eating and preparing food. It's okay. That's kind of like regular health, you know, uh, process. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, mouth with unwashed hands. Okay. Uh, stay home when you are sick. Cover your your uh, cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Then throw the tissue in the trash. Finally, fact number five, you can help stop COVID-19 by knowing the signs and the symptoms. The signs, check this out, signs and symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath, fever, cough, shortness of breath. So anyone who is asthmatic and has a fever, well, then automatic, you're just going to have to go to the doctor. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not trying to shoot these down, but these facts are woefully too simple and, um, I think they're a little bit misleading. I will put these in the description anyway, so you can read them when you when you want to. And this is something else I thought was kind of funny. So here on this stop the virus, stop the spread of rumors, 
if the CDC tries to fix this, tries to update that, that information, it won't show that they've updated erroneous information. It'll just show as a new, it'll show as the, the current document. There's no date on this, in other words. We don't see, oh, this is the version one of what we're saying, and this is the version two, and this is the current version of what we're saying. No, we just have, this is, uh, this is just the version, and it could all, always be changing. And that's kind of disconcerting when it comes to government pages. Oh, my goodness. Wuhan flu. But like I mentioned before, must have a plan. You must have be aware and alert of your with your of your surroundings, and have a plan. So, what are you doing to stay alert and to stay aware? Now, we can, all we have right now is, of course, the news. You can get that from many different areas, not just uh, your internet, uh, your uh, cable TV, which you can also get through online. You can do your own investigation research. And I'll tell you what, just like me, I'm sure you're going to find a lot of strange information out there. You're going to find information that's uh, kind of goes against mainstream media. And if you pay attention, you can look at these trends. And if the trend shows that these outlying news feeds that you're receiving that don't necessarily aren't necessarily reflected in news in the mainstream media, <clears throat> but if after a while the mainstream media starts reflecting these outliers, then that kind of validates what these outliers may be saying or identifying. So watch them. Keep note of what's going on. Don't put your eggs all in one basket. You know, Consider the source. Review that properly. Stay alert. Stay aware. Have a plan. So what are you guys doing in the event of... Um, a lack of toilet paper. What are you guys going to do if there are no more? If a, the uh, the grocery store doesn't have the food that you need, have you identified other grocery stores that you can work with? Have you looked at perhaps local farmers and talked with them to see if they're interested in doing a trade of some sort? You know, think about these things. Now, of course, local farms are going to be hard for people who live in the city. But let's start thinking about a bigger picture. What is your plan? Is your plan just to you know, hold your breath and hope that everything is going to be fine? Or do you have a plan on what to do if things continue to go down, down the creek? All right, so I'm just, just asking questions. You need to be thinking about this. As a crisis management manager, I have to tell you, this is the things that I think about. These are the things that we should be planning for. And at least asking the questions. We may not have the answers. We need to ask the questions. Okay? Ask those questions. Okay, so what is your routine? Last Yesterday, I had my routine down, and I didn't follow it. Didn't follow it as well as I would have liked to. So what did I have? I had... Um, <clears throat> morning time, prayer, read, emails, breakfast, business, podcasts, household chores, exercise, lunch, reach out to family, friends. Well, I have to say, I, I didn't do too bad. I didn't do too bad. But today, my rest, my routine has been a little bit different. So I had morning routine, which is getting up out of bed, refreshing myself and stuff, uh, brushing my teeth, fixing my bed. Uh, emails, caught up on some emails, uh, Did made some coffee, watched the news a little bit. I caught up with work and work friends. Uh, then I did a TP run. That's right, a toilet paper run. Went out to the um, local 
grocery store, which is at HEB nearby, and um, did find toilet paper, but I didn't need it. I went there just to see if it was, if there was a a, a run on it, or if there was one or two pieces left, uh, rolls left, and I was going to grab those. But I saw quite a bit. I saw at least fifty packages of the twelve roll packs. So I felt very confident that there wouldn't be a need to to add to our current stockpile. I had already reviewed. We have uh, we have toilet paper in every one of the bathrooms. We have up to eight rolls in each bathroom, and we have 12 rolls under a sink. So I think we're good for at least a week. You know, uh, This is a family of three in this household. So if we have family over, if they decide to quarantine with us, then we're going to have to definitely increase that. But for the moment, we're we're good. So anyway, toilet paper run, uh, exercise. Like I told you, I just did exercise. I went. Um, we have this um, uh, rowing machine, an ERG, it's a Concept Two device, and we have been rowing quite consistently. You know, my wife has done a fantastic job in keeping the pace. She has outdistanced all of us on this machine. And um, my daughter, she is up there as well. She is a she's a beast on this rowing rowing machine, and I'm catching up. So every day, we're keeping track of how much we've rowed, and on an average, I am trying to row seven thousand uh, a day, and that's up from the two thousand that I had initially started out. I started at two thousand a day. Now I am at seven thousand a day. And I have to say that I have uh, rode fifty-six, a total of fifty-six thousand one hundred and forty meters. Whew, that's quite a bit. And of course, after I finish, I don't know why I cough after I finish, but um, I, I cough every now and then. And um, that's what you heard on the podcast. So then I started the podcast. This one here, talking to you, my friends. And it's 12.19 p.m., and now it is 12.39. So I've been on this a podcast for just about 20 minutes. After I finish this, I am going to take a quick, you know what, I'm going to go do a lunch run. And then when I come back, I'm going to take a shower. And then finally, I'm going to film making a loaded potato. That's right. So not only am I a security professional, but I really love cooking. I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I love cooking. And not only do I love cooking, I love filming it and showing it to other people. Why? Because I want to share my love of cooking with other people. And it's very simple. You don't have to be like a super chef or anything like that. Now, uh, So I'm sharing my tips and tricks, what I've learned over the years, what I like to eat with my family and friends online. So if you wanted to look from, look me up, look me up. Um, I'll leave the link of that, of my... Um, channel youtube channel also in the description in any case i'm gonna film the loaded potato video and then after that we're gonna do some household chores now, i don't know about you guys how many household chores have you done so far i mean it's been it's been like i said it's it's what day are we we're day 17 household chores should be completed but I have to say that I have quite a list of household chores to do. One of them that I am kind of dreading is painting. I have to paint the whole upstairs. We have all the paint and everything. It's just the edging, putting the tape around the edges. Ugh, that's something that I kind of don't want to do. In any case, once I get that done, then it's just some minor things. 
what kind of household chores are you doing? And then after that, catch up with family, uh, reach out to my mom and dad, uh, my brother and sister, see how they're doing, and then finally evening chores. Then I'll wrap it up, wrap it up for the day. So I was going to say something yesterday, and I forgot. This is day two of April. My wife kind of pointed this out. This is a great time to do things. You know, the next 30 days, what are we going to do? A challenge, a 30-day challenge. And I know it's day two on it, but what what kind of challenge do you want to do? What kind of challenge are you want to complete this month? This is day two of April. So one of my challenges I want to do, again, like I mentioned, the exercise was 7,000 meters every day. But I also want to lose some weight, so I'm going to put that out there as well. I am I, I weigh over 200 pounds, and I want to lower my weight to one, 180, 185 pounds. And um, I'm just laughing right now because I'm behind my amazing studio screen, my computer screen, and I'm watching my wife uh, spray some... <laughs> air freshener around the rowing machine because um, some essential oils to <laughs> to reduce the smell of gold's gym that she says is up here on the second floor in any case guys i i appreciate you listening to me and logging in i want to encourage you to stay alert stay aware and to have a plan <clears throat> and you that's right you guys you are security do you have a story you would like to share If you're on Anchor, then send me a message. I'd like that. I enjoy bringing you the best security hacks twice a week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Share it, post it, send me a message. And always remember, you are security.